Jack that up. Two. One. Never hits the game winner. Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast. You're home of a winning streak so long. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to go back to losing. Three Knicks addicts. Dougie Fresh, what's good? Mm, appreciate eight is great. Spreewell, Gallinari, J.R. Smith, eight straight. Let's fucking go. D-Boy, how you feeling after hearing that from both of us? <laughs> You're. I just want to talk about a shitty side effect of the Knicks being a winning team. The casuals are back at the garden. Facts. Hard body. A lot of screaming for get the rebound, get the rebound. Oh, traveling. Yeah. Dude, you gotta call. You gotta call it both ways. You gotta call it both ways. Gotta call it both ways, man. I have no clue about the things in basketball or anything like that. Uh, thank you for bringing me back to sadness. Me, sad Monty, getting it in. Final score: Walt's residence one thirty-seven, Walt's hometown one twenty-seven. Speaking of Walt, his suit an ATLian atelier. Julius Randle continues to play red hot tonight against the home of Walt and Lemon Pepper Lou. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. We must be living in a dystopian twilight zone because the Knicks have now won eight in a row. Let's give out some trophies. The Kaiden Randall, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to the honorable Julius Beyblade Randall. The former Wildcat had 40 points for the second time in five days and hit six threes for the fourth time this season, despite missing another game-winning shot at the end of regulation. Not a typo. The Carl Braun clutch baton goes to the former SEC Player of the Year, Emmanuel Quickly, who dropped 20 points and went four for six from deep. Sniper. The Antonio and Dale Davis cruising and bruising trophy goes to the Swiss bank, Clint Capella. His absolute domination of the paint came at the tune of 25 points and 22 rebounds. The James Flight White dunk of the night goes to Obi Toppin's massive fast break slam in the third quarter to the delight of the Garden crowd. And the sad stat of the game, Emmanuel quickly played 30 minutes tonight for just the fifth time this season. Alfred Payton has eclipsed that mark 15 times. This day in Sad Knicks history, April 21st, 1951, Rochester Royals 79, New York Knickerbocker 75. In Game 7, New York State represent. This would be the Knicks' first of three consecutive finals appearances and losses. Harry Gallatin couldn't pull through with his 12 and 10. Arnie Risen topped everyone with 24 and 13, but seldom used. Red Holtzman peered into the future and saw championships in the Bacchus. This is one of the biggest games the Knicks have played in about seven years. Yeah, and the crowd is into it. The only 2,000 here were very vociferous. 
Randall tries the three. Got it. Julius Randall, five for five from downtown. It is no secret that I do not have a strong affinity for Julius Randle. Never in my nearly 30 years of NBA basketball have I seen a player improve so drastically in so many parts of his game without really changing anything about his approach. His shooting, his passing, his confidence, his spin move into traffic, his ability to close out games, all yielding much better results. 2021 Randle is just in a different universe than any version of this player at any point in his career. Where I get lost is the explanation of why. The idea that hard work and a little culture change has erased the guy who played the last six seasons before this, a guy who had only shot over 30% from three once in his career, just doesn't make sense. So what does the future hold? Who the fuck knows, but I'm among the few that remain pessimistic. But for now, let's look at the present, the glory that Randall is enjoying as the new king of New York, and ask ourselves, is he an all-NBA player? I might have been just as big of a Julius Randle hater as you. Bobby Portis was my favorite power forward on the team last year. My feelings have been out there. It's documented. But a couple of simple box score ganders are going to prove that he is a first team. Not first team. Maybe third team. All NBA -er. 12th in scoring. He is ninth in rebounds. And he is... 12th and assists. If you're top 15 in those three important categories, you're going to be an all nba -er. And those are all career highs for him, as a matter of fact, because he is an, on an absolute heater. And the front office, when they first brought him in here, said, listen, we're going to take a chance on a guy on the margins, see if we can get a real talent for under market value. And that's exactly what they have right now. Randall is absolutely blossoming. Two things we got to give credit to for the ascension of Julius Randall. Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne's development, especially of the guys from Kentucky, Nerlens Noel, Quickly, and Randall, has been instrumental in his ability to become the player that we're seeing. And the other one that I think is really important in looking at Randall and the player that he is or could become is this is the first time in his entire career that he's been the focal point, at least offensively. Can he retain the confidence that he has that is driving this success if he isn't the guy with the ball in his hands 70% of the time? In this success that we've seen out of Julius Randle, there have been some alarming, a little questionable things that keep popping up for me. Minutes played. He leads the NBA in minutes played. That's a lot of burden. Uh, also, he's number four in turnovers in the league, which... Ball handling, not great. If that's going to be the guy who is the focal point of your offense, if he's turning the ball over at a top five rate, not a great thing on usage. And also personal fouls. Julius Randle is number one in personal fouls. And I know, Doug, it's been a, a stick in your craw about his little bit of wildness, a little bit of complaining, a little bit of technical fouls. He needs to watch that situation, but he's done a much better job. He had that rut coming out of the All-Star break, and then all of a sudden he's bounded back so he's able to come back and have that mental stick and the conditioning to wear these minutes throughout the season again that's a credit to his work that's a credit to Tibbs believing in him and having a high standard for what he's doing out there I'm just extremely impressed I think we might have a player in this guy the one thing that melts my icy frozen cold heart 
when it comes to Julius Randle are these few glimmers that we get when he actually tries to play defense. The reason I will never go full throttle on a guy like Julius Randle is because he plays one side of the ball. He doesn't box out. The Knicks' kryptonite is giving up too many offensive rebounds. And a large reason that that's the case is because Julius Randle plays on the floor 40 plus minutes a game, both on defense and on offense. The fact that he's not boxing out every single play on a 40 point night, I can forgive it. But the effort has been much, much improved. He's much more in the muck, at least on the initial contest, than I had ever seen in previous years. And that's a credit to the entire culture of this team. I've seen a little bit less freestyle king out of Julius Randle, and I'm shocked. I am shocked at our power forward play. Him and Obi on defense this year have somewhat impressed me. The team has showed that we can play defense, but our best player is one of the biggest eyesores I have ever seen on that end. Give him a chance to improve. He's done every other area of his game. That's all that's left. Give Julius a chance. Yeah. Julius, <laughs> The Love Festival. The Alfred Payton propaganda at the Garden is out of control. This game, they played some stupid picture charade games after boos were heard in the opening lineup. And yeah, he made a couple of driving layups and Alfred up the game. Last game we were at, they had an Alfred Payton R-E-S-B-E-C-T montage. I don't think Aretha Franklin signed off on that. Yeah, and it was after he got booed in the opening lineup too. Fuck you, Garden. I won't give props to a veteran minimum that has been holding back our starting and finishing lineup all season. Not when Frank and Jared freaking Harper are ready and willing to do the same. Tibbs' stubbornness and Alfred Payton being fueled by my hate shall continue the booing, the hashtags, the slander. If Elf can't hang, hey, there's the shelf. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And never forget, only two Knicks in the starting lineup have playoff experience, Reggie Bullock and Nerlens Noel. They have averaged less than 15 minutes and less than five points a game during those playoff games. Thank you.